the sensitive man. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Sensitive Man podcast. I'm Simon Lim, and in this episode, let's learn more about sound therapy. That's really something interesting. So, what exactly is sound therapy? As humans, we are made up of vibrational energy that shapes our physical state, which we know as our body. Yeah. So, although we can't see it as such, if we really zoom into our body, we will find vibrational energy only that is considered matter. So when we are exposed to calming natural sounds and also silence, we are then literally feeding ourselves with healthy and nutritious sound. And at the same time, it empowers people that are exposed to sound therapy. It's actually a part of a holistic process. Sound produced in a sound journey uh, in those sessions or natural sound can support a positive internal movement and the release of negativity. And that's Will Cullen, a sound therapist, who'll be sharing more about applying sound therapy to improve one's well-being. More insights to this holistic therapy on the Sensitive Man podcast. So are you ready to find out more? Let's get into the world of sound therapy. You're listening to The Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lim. Hi, Will. Welcome to my show. Hi, Simon. Thank you for having me here. And Will, you're a man who wears many hats from musician, sound therapist, Reiki master to lecturer and coach. But let's zoom in on your work as a sound therapist. So tell us more about the type of music that you produce. Well, I have been playing a band uh, for most of my life, but mm-hmm. for my sound therapy practice, I'm producing various pieces that support people mm. to move into a state of relaxation. And this could be a one-hour sound journey, for instance, with a voice-guided introduction, or a 20 to 30-minute composition to relax or meditate with. Mm-hmm. These uh, tracks are available on SoundCloud, on my SoundCloud page. And uh, besides that, I'm creating more dancing material and support a few musician friends mm-hmm. with guitar and our bass work for the song material. That's wonderful. And you're someone who's an expert on sound therapy. So how do you define sound therapy? Yeah, that's a big question. I try to keep it brief because it can be very elaborate. Okay. But sound therapy works with the understanding that all matter is made up from vibrating energy. Mm. As humans, we are made up of vibrational energy that shapes our physical state, which we know as our body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So although we can't see it as such, if we really zoom into our body, we will find vibrational energy only that is considered matter. Mm-hmm. We receive sound frequencies to our skin, for instance, as one channel. If you think of being in a club with loud, loud music or a concert, you can feel the thumping bass sound, right, in mm-hmm. your chest. And we can feel that. Yes. Yeah, the low frequencies. Mm-hmm. That is something that goes for all the frequencies. The higher frequencies we don't feel, but they still get in. Another channel is for the ears. Yeah, so there's two channels: the skin and the ears. That uh, sounds comes through, and this is important. This is where sound vibration first travels through the eardrum and then the cochlea, and that is the location where the physical vibration is converted into small pulses and travels to our neurological system, and it's called the vagus nerve. It's the main nerve that runs through our body, which is connected to our main internal organs. Mm -hmm. So we're feeding ourselves directly into our internal organs with sound Mm -hmm. that nurtures our well-being from within. So when we are exposed to calming natural sounds and also silence, we are then literally feeding ourselves with healthy and nutritious sound. And at the same time, it empowers people that are exposed to sound therapy. It's actually a part of a holistic process. Sounds fascinating. And in your sound therapy sessions, how is sound then applied to, let's say, improve someone's well-being? 
from here, we, we actually need to uh, start from how our mind operates, mm. right? Our mind is a powerful tool. So a monkey mind is oftentimes referred to in meditations and all that. Mm-hmm. It keeps rattling, it keeps speaking to us mm. internally. Yeah, so there's a constant internal sound source, basically, that's created by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And these sound source can create negative thoughts or positive thoughts. And negative thoughts often lead to a negative state of being, emotionally, mentally, and leading into a negative physical state as well. So in this context, sound produced in its sound journey, uh, in those sessions, or natural sound, can support a positive internal movement and the release of negativity. So sound is the vibration and movement of air, as explained earlier, that hits our eardrum, and will have an effect on our mental, emotional, and physical state once the vibration connects to our body mm-hmm. and our nerve system, as described. Mm-hmm. So sounds of tuned singing bowls, which I'm using, these glass or Tibetan bowls, these bowls will create harmonics. And harmonics is layers of different frequencies that all deliver on a positive effect that our body resonates with. And there's other instruments, there's a whole range of instruments that I'm using whereby each instrument creates its own role. So like a gong is more intense and can be used to break blockages, for instance, internal blockages that are part of emotional content. A drum, rhythm of the drum can entrain our mind into slowing down. Mm -hmm. The voice, our personal voice, even as I speak or as you speak, is our main personal instrument which we can work with at all times. Mm. Even using your voice by speaking out can be very powerful for personal healing. Some people are blocked. They do not express themselves. So personal expression through your voice is already a healing tool. There's uh, many different instruments that can work in this context. And we shouldn't forget the movement of sound into silence, which is an important aspect for relaxation. You're listening to The Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lim. Now, Will, how long are each of your sound therapy sessions and what happens to the individual at different stages? Um, I run group sessions and individual sessions, and sometimes also sessions for couples. Uh, group sessions usually take 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. That includes the lead-in and the, the time to come out of it, because people are oftentimes relaxed after one hour, so they need time to come back. So we spend some time in silence as well. Individual sessions can take an hour and a half to two hours. And this is sometimes done in combination with Reiki, which I use after a sound session sometimes, and which also would include a coaching aspect and a review. So we start by setting an intention, which is the mental connection into a healing or strengthening process. Intention is oftentimes the anchor for this process. So it basically delivers on a conscious and subconscious point of focus which people can connect to Mm. and also for me to work with and each intention for individuals will be different in a group session we set one intention for all but in an individual session we set according to the participant uh, requests or what we discussed beforehand Mm -hmm. and so this person will experience a personal journey based on their individual context with this set intention so it usually starts with a general relaxation through breath and attention to relaxing the body Mm. So the, the results can vary as it depends on the state of a person. So when somebody comes in from a stressful situation at work, for instance, or somebody comes in from a calm walk to the park, those are two states that are different. And this also will influence the way how a person is moving through the session. Mm. Yeah? So, and also how much the individual will allow to happen is of uh, essence to, to make things different, to create difference. 
So to get most out of a session is basically letting go of control and judgment. That is essential instead of trying to manage thoughts and feelings. So also that is where the, the breath element and the initial relaxation into sound help people to quiet the mind yeah, and connecting to the intention. Will, what's the likely best outcome for an individual client after, let's say, receiving your sound therapy? I mean, what will their state of being be? Uh, usually the state of being will be uh, in a lighter and more relaxed state. And this uh, more relaxed state will uh, naturally lead to a, a feeling better in general. The outcome depends on the individual and the intention. But in general, sound sessions lead to the rebalancing of a personal state of well-being. Yeah, so that involves everything that we are connecting to on an emotional, mental and physical level. Mm. It delivers on personal strengthening and great relaxation. This uh, effects of a session will uh, last for a few days. When people opening themselves during the session, mm. this resonance of whatever they received will linger on for a couple of days mm -hmm. and it can lead to improved sleeping patterns for instance as well you're listening to the sensitive man i'm Simon Lim. so after your session right are you allowed to go home and watch television or listen to anything <laughs> well, else let's say on a music player <laughs> or total silence is advised well what i often recommend to uh, to people to take time for yourself after a session so you could go for a walk, usually run the sessions at Basic Essence, um, and there's the Botanic Gardens uh, right next door. Mm -hmm. People could go for a walk after that, or at least uh, try not to engage too much with work, or not at all initially with work activity. Anything that starts uh, intensifying an activation of the mind. So allow space and time for the session to settle. And what inspirations do you get from, let's say, creating these sounds? Yeah, so during live sessions, I'm not using anything but the, the instruments that I have. Ah, okay. Uh, so with recording, yes, I'm using background uh, sounds that can be sounds of nature, like uh, the sound of the sea, the waves, which are all part of natural uh, rhythm patterns. Mm. There's chicadas as well. When I move to a live sound session, I'm working with my instruments on an intuitive basis. Mm. So I'm guided and I'm improvising based on a feeling on the path to follow that's connected to the set intention. Mm -hmm. In my music and my sound practice, in my strength, basic strength is improvisation. And the creation in that case, when, when I start with one sound, this will lead to the next movement. Mm -hmm. I usually go with, with the flow. And, mm -hmm. and trust in the movement that it will lead me, lead me naturally to a next stage. I like what you said about being intuitive and also improvising, improvisations. Yeah. Do you think that you could elaborate perhaps on how music and elements of sound can really help counteract any negative effects of urban city living? Because we're living in a city like Singapore. Yeah, I guess it would relate to, to any city environment, mm -hmm. right? So, the basic difference is that uh, as humans are part of nature, yeah? So, and that is something we often tend to forget. We are made up basically of the same stuff that we find around us. So we are elements of nature. And what natural sound does, so the sound of the seas, the sound of the rhythm of nature, what we find in the movement of trees, the movement of leaves, anything around us that is connecting to nature has its own 
predictable rhythm. And that is what we are in tune with naturally. Our brain responds to this and it will deliver on a relaxing effect. This is what you get when you're standing at the seaside. Most people will find themselves more relaxed when they're exposed to the sound of the waves for a while. Sure. Yeah, I'm walking through nature in, in the uh, between trees and forests. Same thing. Absolutely. So that is predictable rhythm, which our brain can work with. In a city environment, on the other hand, we are exposed to mechanical, unpredictable rhythm. This is the sound of traffic, well, sound of mechanical instruments on uh, construction sites, anything you're building. There are unpredictable rhythms all around us. Mm. And that is where our brain is being challenged. And that can lead to stress, anxiety, and even at a young age can lead to learning disorders and other challenges in focus and concentration. So there is the contrast of natural, predictable rhythm and mechanical, unpredictable rhythm. That mm. is the, the leading aspect. Mm. Yeah, so if we're talking about natural rhythm beyond waves and trees and all that and nature, we also need to think of our own heartbeat, our breathing rhythm, the rotation of Earth, the day-night uh, elements, cycle of the moon, which also affects the tides and the female monthly cycle. Mm. It's all part of our connection to a universal rhythm that we are part of. How interesting. So, Will, where do my listeners go from here if they're interested to experience your sound therapy? You can connect with me via my uh, website, soloasis-rhythm.com. Send me an email at uh, will at soloasis-rhythm.com. You can connect to my SoundCloud page. You can find it uh, on the link of my website. You can take part in uh, some of my uh, sessions. You're listening to The Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lin. And you're from Holland, so tell us about your childhood and youth. Were you always this type of sensitive person, or did you evolve along the way because of some mentor or strong influences? Well, I think, in general, I'm quite uh, autonomous and intuitive in my development, mm. I would say. So only in a later stage in life, I started considering some of my teachers who I learned practices from, uh, like Reiki, uh, sound healing, and shamanic practices, I regarded them as influences and that helped me grow deeper into this journey mm. that I'm following now. Mm. Of course, I'm very grateful for the influence and teaching. But from a child, I think I've, I was quite autonomous. And I seem to have always been sensitive to the world around me and people around me, and a bit of the creative type, let's say. Uh, all humans are, uh, to a certain extent, like that. In my opinion, it comes down to how much attention we give to nurture these innate sensitivity. Mm. When I was growing up as a child, we were living next to a busy road. And as I just explained, I was exposed to mechanical, unpredictable rhythm. Yes. Yeah. And so I most likely developed a need to adhere to my own rhythm because of that. So my first memory as a child was my parents buying me a drum when I was two and a half years old as I was damaging furniture at home. And <laughs> so, yeah, so it was not because they thought I was uh, would become a talented drummer or anything, but I was damaging their furniture. So they gave me something else to bang on, basically. Okay. And, and this is described in, in one of my articles on my mm -hmm. website mm -hmm. as well. So after that, from there, I developed more interest in, in playing the drums. And at age four, a real snare drum appeared on my birthday. An uncle of mine taught me the first uh, basic techniques and... From there, I was standing next to the roadside, basically, playing against the traffic to try to make 
them adhere to my rhythm. It's a very uh, strange connection. So once we moved away from that busy road into a quieter neighborhood, the urge to play drums also subsided. And from there, I switched to guitar and started a band with a few friends at the age of 16 or so. In the meantime, my mom also was an inspiring source. Uh, she was playing the accordion and mm -hmm. uh, she was the one also stimulating my natural connection to rhythm, sound and music. Mm -hmm. And I was offered the opportunity to try out various instruments. Besides that, I was also playing football and just the usual kid stuff, you know, at that time. At least. That's really cool. Stay with us here on the Sensitive Man Podcast as we find out more about Will Cullen. You're listening to the Sensitive Man Podcast, and I'm Simon Lim. Well, don't forget to tell your friends to also download this podcast so that they too can listen and enjoy this episode on their own time, anywhere, any place. Well, sound therapist Will Cullen has kindly agreed to give you a sampling of his sound therapy. So enjoy this short clip. Especially when feeling stressed, our level of resilience will allow for growing patience, trust in self, and perseverance to be of help for yourself, for your loved ones, and anyone you connect to. Once you have settled yourself in a comfortable position, you can close your eyes. And if you like, you can use an eye cover to relax your eyes better. Rest your hands besides your body, on your heart space or solar plexus area. Or when seated, your hands can rest on your thighs or knees. We start with focusing on your breath. You're listening to The Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lim. Will, I understand that you've collaborated with various musicians, both in Holland as well as in Singapore, and the original tracks, you know, pop rock, ambient, as well as live guitar improvisation with DJs. So what has been your latest project as a musician? I was part of a live gig last night as a band member. I was part in for the last 20 years in Singapore, so that if you consider that as a project. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, this was broadcast last night. It was a one-hour gig of our original songs. Mm -hmm. In general, I'm currently uh, also focusing more on music for meditation and some personal songwriting. A bit of renewed collaboration with, for instance, a local musician Mark Chan. Yeah, hopefully after last night's online gig, um, the band element will be revived mm -hmm. too in this complex. Yeah. And I wish you every success in that as well. Now, were you Thank a self-taught musician or did you receive formal training in music? No, I'm self-taught. Wow. I, I can't read music. On one hand, it could be a, a limitation if you want to be a studio musician, for mm -hmm. instance. I'm not. And I, I've moved my way through bands I played in and creating my own music my own way and uh, I learned by touching exploring and just playing and while listening to music that I like and learn through that I think that's a great way for kids as well to stay interested in learning music by connecting to what you like to listen to. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And of course, to have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Now, Will, let's get philosophical here. So what does music mean and represent to you, let's say, on a philosophical level? I regard sound, rhythm and silence actually as a part of my daily mm -hmm. nutrition. Funny enough, I, I mostly work in silence. I think that helps me to focus I don't know, sometimes I play music to help me concentrate, but mostly I work in silence. And the aspect of creating music is part of my personal expression. 
and my innate connection, which I call source. Mm. Yeah, so my inner source or the source of my purpose here. I don't know how to explain that. So when I play and improvise with music, like what you mentioned also with DJs, uh, we organized uh, parties mm. with the agency that I was partnering. Yes. When I was improvising with DJs, I never knew what music would come, what would come, but I was always connected to it. So it was a state that I'm actually not here. But my, my state of mind, it was a state of flow where I work yeah, through the music without thought and with just feeling. Mm. Musical expression in that sense and rhythm for me represent freedom and at the same time opening doors to new realms that brings me into different spaces. At the same time, also my physical movement, I love dancing. And here in Singapore, I spent many late nights on the floor, like in Velvet Underground, for mm-hmm. instance, when I was still there. Mm-hmm. And just to move. In that sense, you could say music means mode of release for me and to get into a wonderful creative state. You are a Reiki master. And yeah. Reiki is a form of alternative therapy that originates from Japan. So tell us more about your Reiki practice. I mean, how did you become a Reiki master and what does Reiki actually do? The term Reiki master actually means that I'm allowed to teach people. So to practice Reiki, someone does not have to get to that level. There's different mm-hmm. level one and two where one can start to practice Reiki. So actually my connection to the spiritual side of life, which led me into Reiki, was through the passing of my mother. Oh. So when, when she died, mm-hmm. I was sitting next to her, and as she let, uh, let her last breath, uh, my arm was overlapping her body over her chest, mm-hmm. and I could literally feel her life energy moving upwards through my arm. Mm-hmm. When I felt this soul energy, I, at first I didn't know what to make out of this. But I started connecting to the aspect, the, the idea that this is a soul energy that uh, we carry all carry within us Mm -hmm. and that means that there is a way to start working with it as well Mm -hmm. so from there I was introduced eventually to Reiki through a friend of mine Mm -hmm. and it felt from there as as a step into the spiritual side of life an easy step Mm -hmm. a safe step you know working with life energy and strengthening other people through that so Reiki basically works with body energy movement Uh, at the basis it supports the rebalancing similar to what sound can do Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rebalancing of a mental, emotional, and or physical state, elements of focus and concentration of people have challenges with that. So it's a combination, again, of intention and moving energy into a state of release and relaxation. The Sensitive Man How would you describe yourself in your practice of sound therapy and Reiki so that my listeners can better understand you and this form of alternative therapy? Sound and energy work and relevant evidence of the positive effects on the human state, they have been around for thousands of years. So actually this process and working with sound and energy and uh, other elements that we're naturally connected to is nothing new. It has been forgotten uh, due to a drive into the modern age where we're experiencing now. Sure. Our relationship to our world mm. and nature and our personal state of being and well-being has changed. That is something that I try to work with as an old and known and proven method mm-hmm. and others are doing too, mm-hmm. and I'm not alone in this, to help people, to support people in strengthening. People who have experienced sessions uh, would describe me as, I think, as grounded, calm, 
down to earth person. Mm-hmm. So most of it also can be explained and expressed through guidance and, and the coaching that I'm working with at, at, at the same time. Will, to wrap up my show, what advice would you have for my listeners using sound therapy at home? So as a general advice, I would like to uh, for people to introduce a sound diet. So like as for food, we take care of our food intake. Mm-hmm. Also for moving through the day, we can adhere to a sound diet. So there could be like playing soothing sounds to wake up to. Mm. Then when you're moving towards work, three, uh, listen to activating music. So it, it gets you into a more elevated state. And while working, you can listen to music that is uh, suitable for focus. And yeah, relaxing music for breaks in between work mm-hmm. still. And at the end of the day, also relaxing music before bedtime or in bed even. What sort of uh, Christmas message would you have, you know, uh, for everyone since it's just around the corner, Christmas season and the coming new year? Um, looking at the current situation we're experiencing now, I think this would be a message that goes beyond the festive uh, season uh, in, the, in these times of change and uncertainty. So I wish for all to take good care of yourself and your loved ones and to embrace the positive outlook and the love and light lead the way into a renewed state of well-being and abundance for all. Thank you. Thank you, Will, for being on my show. Thank you so much for having me. The voice of Will Cole and my special guest on the Sensitive Man podcast today. And I hope that you gain some insights to sound therapy, which has seen a growing interest in the area of well-being. Well, you may like to check out Will Cole's website, which is souloasis-rhythm.com. That's S-O-U-L for soul. O-A-S-I-S for Oasis and of course R-H-Y-T-H-M for Rhythm souloasis-rhythm.com and that's it for episode 19 of my podcast remember that sound can affect our mood this is Simon Lim and thanks for listening to the Sensitive Man Podcast The Sensitive Man The Sensitive Man is a production of SPH Radio. I'm Simon Lim, your host and producer for this podcast. Special thanks to Joseph McDade for the music. You can also find this show on iTunes, Google Podcast, and streaming on Google Home. And now you can listen to The Sensitive Man podcast on the official SPH Radio app.